On today's episode of Video Marketing Madness, we're going to talk about how you can improve your video shooting. Ooh, should be a lot of fun. And today's episode is made possible by our friends at Best Buy. Yep, that's right, Best Buy. Now, some of you may be saying, wait a minute, what does Best Buy have to do with video shooting? Well, if you haven't been in a Best Buy, there are tons of really cool things that you can get at Best Buy that will help you with your shooting. These include getting cameras, Getting cell phones that you can use as cameras. Do we still call them cell phones? I guess we say smartphones. Yeah, we don't really say phones. cell phones anymore. Smartphones. We're better than cell phones. But you can get tripods. You can get uh, you can get GoPros. You can get uh, uh, drones to fly over your neighbor's house. You can get all sorts of things. Your memory cards, your batteries. Best Buy has a ton of stuff. Nice high-end DSLRs. And, of course, if you do Best Buy online instead of just walking into the store, they've got a ton more that you won't see on the shelves in there that you can pick up and then have delivered to the store. Or uh, if they already have it in stock and you didn't know it, well, you can just go on down and pick it up after you order it. So how do you make that order? Well, all you have to do is head on over to raisebonuses.com slash Best Buy one word, B-E-S-T-B-U-Y. And uh, when you head in there, you'll be able to pick up everything that you would need for a nice, easy shoot. And believe me, I buy things at Best Buy all the time. Um, you don't need to go to fancy camera stores to get all these things. You need a memory card, I go to Best Buy. If I need a hard drive to put all my stuff on, I go to Best Buy. So when I get the lights, the lights that we see here that are uh, you know, making my background all these colors, I got them at Best Buy. So there you go can do a lot of fun there. So check it out, Best Buy. All right, let's hit that music. We're talking too much. Here we go. Music time. He's Ray the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy. His skill is where it's at. Even if he's a little fat. He's filled with video expertise. And has so much knowledge that you need. His YouTube ninja tricks can make your marketing so sick. He's Ray the Video Guy, yeah, Ray the Video Guy. And it's the radio show about video, video marketing madness with Ray the Video Guy. And I'm Steve Sleeper. We are at GoVMM.com. My wife still hasn't made that logo thing you needed, but I'll bug her about it today. But it's, it's if you're watching Hey, it the says GoVMM on there, so that's good. Hey, it's good enough. And uh, for now. And uh, we got all the ways you can subscribe to the podcatchers. We're, we're pretty partial to Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, leave a five-star review. And all the Indeed. social medias are over there, too. Heck, yeah. Check us out on Heck, YouTube. Leave yeah. some comments there, too. We got Heck, yeah, boys and girls. <laughs> In fact, look at, this. look at this right down below us right now. YouTube now has over 1.8 billion users every month. Woo! And that's right near uh, right near Facebook and and you know Facebook they say two billion but uh, a couple months there you know it goes back and forth between which is the second biggest website YouTube Facebook YouTube Facebook it's always Google number one but YouTube Facebook they kind of flop back and forth between number two and number three so I always thought that uh, I always thought that YouTube was actually the second largest search engine it is it is yeah. it's uh there, there's been some some speculation that maybe uh, one of the Chinese ones. Uh, with all those people there is is bigger, but uh, no, apparently it's not. Apparently it is YouTube. And, and by the way, uh, you know, we talked about uh, uh, Best Buy show being made possible by Best Buy. Well, I actually uh, I used BestBuy.com um, just the other day. I, I you know I mentioned you can order online and then go and pick it up, and that's what I did with this here. I got uh, a set of Skull Candy headphones. These are the uh, the little wireless earbuds, which um, 
I'm wearing my Apple one, so <laughs> I don't know if that yeah. tells you anything or not. But I did just pick these up. They actually charged last night, so I haven't really messed with them too much yet. But uh, they're nice. Um, picked them up, like I said, at Best Buy. They're about half the price of the Apple ones, uh, even though I really like the Apple ones. Now, I did put them in. This is the actual one that I got. Um, and uh-huh. the reason I bring these up is because one of the ways, you know, we're talking about improving your shooting. Well, you want to be able to monitor the sound that you get. And, and I'm, I'm not, I don't like the big over ear, ear, you know, earphones. Um, I really like these Apple ones and I wanted to check out the skull candy ones so you can get these. These are about $80. Um, and they are available at Best Buy. We actually also, um, just started a, uh, a program with skull candy. So they, uh, we, we do have a, a sales, um, system with Skull Candy products, um, but I don't have it all set up now. But you can get these at Best Buy, which is where I got these, so that I could review them. Um, if you like isolated sound, very cool stuff. So, and, and what and I mean by that, sorry, it's Skull Candy. It's for those of us listening in as opposed to watching. It's Skull Candy, and what is give, give a description of it for our yeah, listeners. Uh, these are the the Indies Skull Candy Indie, and it's like I said, it's very much like the Apple EarPods. In that uh-huh. you have the charger box. So this box uh-huh. here is actually a charging battery. So you charge this with a cord at the bottom. Oh, nice. And then uh, while you're using them, this has a battery in it itself. And so at any time you can put them back in here in the case and get about 16 hours worth of, uh, of sound without uh, having to plug it back in. So it's, uh, And that's very similar to the way Apple works with theirs. The, uh, the actual piece here has a battery in it, but also the case has a battery in it as well, so you can carry the case around and put them back in to charge them without plugging in. And so it's very nice. And like I said, these are these are like eighty five dollars, eighty four dollars. Uh, the Apple wow. ones are, I think, the new Apple ones are like one hundred and eighty. So that's a wow. much bigger wow. difference. Um, yeah. Feels a little cheaper. Feels a little cheaper. You know, the the case doesn't feel as as solid as the Apple one. Uh, it's a little bigger, bulkier, but feels like it's a little cheaper. Um, but you know, I mean, the sound is really good. If you like the isolation and what I mean by that is, uh, when you put on these Apple earbuds, you can still pick up the surround, you know, the, everything around you a little bit. It kind of has like this, this flow. Whereas these here have that very tight in your ear fit that kind of isolate all the sound around you. So they they almost work like earplugs. So none of the sound gets through. So um, it depends on whether you like that or not. I'm not a huge fan of that. I I, I think I still like to wear these better. I think these are actually uh, a tiny bit more comfortable and um, let the the sound flow through so I can wear these and and know what's going on around me at the same time. Um, But very, very nice for the price, 16-hour battery life. And uh, you can get it, you know, from, like I said, made possible by Best Buy, and you can get these at Best Buy. And I uh, I did that just that I bought on the website and then drove down and picked them up, so it was a very nice long process. Did, how long did it take to? Um, how, how long did you have to wait to go drive down and pick it up? Um, they recommended an hour, so oh. when I when I just went when I went to lunch, I just went over and grabbed it. And to be quite honest with you, had I gone two minutes later, I'm sure they would have just gone. Oh yeah, give me a minute, I'll go get it. You okay. know, but they they recommend an hour because they bring it up and they have it waiting there for you for when you come in. So. What happens if it's something that's online but not in store and they have to ship? If it's it not in stores, they'll they'll tell you when it'll come in. They'll say, you know, oh, we'll have it okay. in seventy two hours or or what have you, oh, uh, because they do. You know, Best Buy in the store, they're not going to have you know a, a well, they may, but a lot of times they're not going to have you know like a, re- a really nice two thousand um, dollar DSLR. They might have the fifteen hundred dollar one, but they might not have the two or three thousand dollar one. Sure. But online, yeah. they have it because there's no need to stock it in the store because you know they might sell. 
in the store. They might only sell two per year. Um, so they'll just get it in when you need it. And, of course, you can go online and do that. Now, you can always go online and have it shipped to your house, too. But if you want to have it shipped to the store, you can do that. Either way works perfectly fine. But it was a nice experience. Worked really well and had my uh, my new earbuds in an hour. I charged them last night. And I'll uh, be ready to uh, to do a little testy-poo on them. So That's cool. It's kind of fun. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah. Best Buy, thank and you're, you for that. And, and you say those are the isolation ones. Yeah, they're, they're not noise canceling. So I don't mean to, to, okay. to in, okay. insinuate noise canceling, but what I mean is they fit tightly in your ears and block everything out like an earplug does. Whereas the okay. Apple ones, they actually have, uh, I don't even know what the word would be, but you know, Airflow AIR can go through in and out so you can still hear the things that are going on around you, which, which sounds a little more natural sometimes. Um, you don't feel cut away from the world. So it d- just depends on what you like. Some people prefer... To have that isolation, uh, for me, I kind of like being able to know my surroundings. Uh, if yeah, you're a too. big music listener, then I would think that you'd probably really like to have the isolation. But uh, for me, mm-hmm. I'm, I usually only have one in, and I'm listening to a podcast, and so I'm still taking, you know, still want to be participating in the world around me. So uh, either way, but a great little product for the price. Absolutely check it out. You can get the AirPods, uh, the Apple AirPods there as well. So if, you, if that's what you like, you can get those at uh, Best Buy as well. So don't want to turn this into a giant commercial for Best Buy, but just, uh, you know, wanted to, to kind of share that experience because it is uh, just a new. You just did. Yeah, it's a new, uh, a, a new, um, they're Thank new to our show. They're new to our okay. show. So I want right. to give them a little bit of a shout out there. So anyway, but of course that has to do with uh, one of the secrets to shooting well is to use a set of earphones because you want to be able to hear what you're recording and, and what it sounds like and, uh, you know, that can be a big, uh, a big problem because believe me, you know, I've talked about many times. I shoot on my green screen right here. I don't use a camera person because, you know, I don't need a camera person all the time. So I shoot with my iPhone standing right there shooting myself. Um, and one of the weaknesses is I can't hear what the sound is like. So uh, there have been times where, oops, my microphone wasn't plugged in and I was recording from the, from the microphone on the, the phone instead of the, the lapel microphone and didn't realize that it wasn't connected until I got back and, and it sounded like this. And then I'm like, oh, crud. Yeah, you know, yeah. So being able to monitor that sound is vital, especially if you're working for somebody else. Now, when I'm shooting for myself, it's just annoying and I do it again. If you're shooting it for a client, well, that can be a big problem. So you want to definitely monitor that. Make sure you have headphones. It can be wired headphones. It can be over-the-ear headphones. Or it can be you know, just these wireless buds. Whatever you want to use to be able to hear what's going on is going to be a, a big help for you. So you definitely want to make sure that you're monitoring the sound with whatever that you have so that you can ensure that it sounds really good. Now, that being said, in order for it to sound really good, you want to have a microphone. And we've talked about microphones many times. A lapel microphone is an easy way to do that. You just clip it on your shirt, plug it into whatever camera you're using, and you record that way. It's wired, so you don't have to worry too much about interference or any issues. Um, You know, I like wireless mics, um, but the other day I, I shot a little video of myself and I used the wireless mic, and right in the middle at a crucial point, it dropped off for just a second. Oh. And so that ruined it. I had to do it again. Had I been right. using the wired mic, you don't have to worry about that. Now, does that happen a lot? No, it doesn't happen a lot. But every once in a while, it can happen. And that's why you need to you know, be monitoring it, like I said. But um, you know, the wired mics are inexpensive and they work well. And, of course, you can get the, uh, the wired mics over at our good friends at Movo. Movo makes uh, a ton mm-hmm. of great ones. In fact, if you go to pocketvideopro.com slash LV1, 
You can look at the uh, the wired lapel mic that we have there, the LV1, and uh, you get a whole bunch of extra goodies with it, and it's less than 20 bucks. So you can improve your sound for less than $20. Why wouldn't you do it? The answer is you should. Yes. Okay? You should. You have no you reason should. not to. Yeah, you really don't. I mean, you, you know, if you don't have $20 to do it, get your client to pay for it. Come on. Yeah. You know, uh, one of my clients, I, I actually, these are inexpensive enough that I actually have a client, a dentist client that we picked up recently, and, and he wants to shoot, uh, you know, testimonials when people are in there, and he wants to shoot videos of, of himself and whatnot. And so I drove down and gave him one of those Movo microphones. I said, here, use this, plug it into your phone and record this way. It'll sound a lot better. So now he has one of those, and I'm short one. So I, I'll, you know, I've got a couple of them, but uh, may need <laughs> to go job. get another one. Yes, yeah. exactly, right? Good no, I've got, I've got another one there. In fact, uh, I've got a very cool one that I have to do a video on and show one time. It's, um, it's a two-headed lapel mic. And I actually got it for my Mevo camera. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. hold on. Is it Mevo? Yes, Mevo, which is yeah, the, uh, the the Facebook camera. Facebook Live, yeah. Okay. Yep, the Facebook Live and, and live.com camera and uh, or livestream.com camera. And um, that one, you plug the microphone into your phone and your phone transmits to the Mevo. And the lapel microphone comes out of the phone and then splits into two and has two we go trying to do it on screen here yeah, two lapel yeah. microphones so you can put one on you and one on another person and they come together and go into the phone so you get two heads on the the one uh, set of wiring so that's a really really cool uh microphone i haven't done a review on it or talked much about it but a very cool one but great for doing interviews so if you can get your hands on one of those again they're available at movo um, you can go to raisebonuses.com slash movo and search them up there. I, I don't recall the name of that particular one, but it's a, it's a dual-headed lapel mic so you and another person can plug in and go directly into the phone. Now, you can't isolate your sound. Um, I think it might isolate left and right still, but it's not going to be, uh, you know, you're going to be plugging into one port with the two microphones. But a great microphone to use when you're shooting those live things. If you're shooting interviews with people and you don't have an elaborate setup, you know, you can put one on you, one on them and do an interview. Or if you're interviewing two different people at the same time from a business, you can use that. So it's just going to help you to get good sound from both guys instead of trying to triangulate it. Um, which is what we did a lot of the times, which is if you've got two people, you put the wired, you know, you put the lapel microphone somewhere that's equidistant from each of their mouths. So if it's on, you know, one person is standing directly to your left, you would put Mm -hmm. it on you, but you'd put it on the left side of you so that, you know, it's six inches away from your mouth and hopefully six inches away from theirs. And that way you pick up the same. But now you can do it with a dual head system, which is even better. So. Now, let, let me ask, and I know we're, we're already off topic for the first whatever minutes that we've been here, but, um, well, shooting videos, I, I guess we're good. Um, the Mevo, uh, the, the Facebook Live camera, do you, do you have to patch that through your iPhone to do the Facebook Live? Um, to do the Facebook Live, you do, yes. It, okay. it, not your iPhone, but, but your smartphone, whichever phone you have. So it actually smartphone. uses your phone as the, as the way to get out to the world. It records, and, it, and by the way, the Mevo, uh, great little camera, it, it, it will record to a, a, a card so that you have a copy of it. So you don't have to be going live. But oh. the idea is you're shooting with that camera. It's sending it to your phone, which, which is what connects to the world um, and goes live for you. And then that way you plug your microphone into your phone. So if you've got your phone with you and the Mevo is over there, you can put the microphone on you and plug it into your phone and boom, there you go. You got things going on, or um, you could have somebody else monitoring using the phone because you can see on the phone what you're shooting, and so it works well. And then they can actually control the camera and, and things like that. So, 
Got it. Very fun. But yeah, that's another great one to use. Um, that is something, you know, if, if you're going to be doing, you know, that, that may not be something if you're going to go and interview a, a, a local business. You could certainly use it for that. But that would be great if, for instance, let's say you need to um, broadcast an event. Maybe they're doing, maybe the company that you work with, uh, they're going to be doing some sort of special event. You could stream it out to the world, you know, a charity event, things like that. And that gives you the opportunity to put a camera on a tripod, to get a nice shot, to control it, have the microphones, and boom, you can you can do a really nice uh, little video shoot with just a couple couple little pieces and set it up. Uh, my well, poor Mevo doesn't get enough use. It, it probably is. It, it's probably grown in size, you know, fattened up because it's sitting there. It needs to go and uh, get a workout in a few times here and there. So I need to set that thing up and start using it more often because it just kind of sits in the closet, uh, which is kind of sad. I've, I've taken it to a few events. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm no, no, no. Uh, church I went to back home. That's how they stream their services Sunday mornings. Oh, nice. uh, they, do, they do a Facebook Live. And, and somehow what they're doing, and I, I think I could figure it out myself, but they patch into the, the board for the sound. Uh, sure. That, yep. that is in the, uh, in the sanctuary and uh, patch that into their smartphone and do all that. So. And it works well. It? Yeah, it's yeah. not too bad. No, yeah. It does. It works great. When we've been on a few events, um, you know, where, where I've gone and spoke at events or whatever, I usually bring it and I'll interview people or do live videos with it there just to, you know, give it some exercise and, and use it. But I should – I was thinking about doing and I should do is I should patch it in into the, the room here so when I'm shooting stuff I could be, you know, doing a behind-the-scenes broadcast of us doing the shoots, which would be kind of fun. Of course, then I have to go get a second um, – iPhone to do the actual shooting with or use one of my cameras. Well, oh, I can't really use yeah. my cameras, but but that <coughs> excuse me, but that's no big deal. We've got extra iPhones around that we can use for the uh, the re- regular camera and do that with. So maybe we'll start doing that. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, one way is microphones. You want to make sure that you've got the microphones so people can hear you. You want to make sure you got the headphones so that you can hear what's being said to make sure that it's good. Uh, the next thing that I want to talk about, which is kind of what this episode was really geared around, which is tripods, because I think, you know, it's it's probably not enough to do an entire show on tripods, but tripods are extremely important. In fact, um, I'm sitting here right now and I can see four tripods in my view right from this very moment, including the one that's holding this guy up. If you're watching on Facebook Live, that guy's being held by a very small tripod, a very cool tripod. It's... um. It's about a, uh, I think it goes up to like 30 inches or something like that, so, but it's got a very small base on it. So the base mm-hmm. is like, boop, and it just holds like that, and it's got a big straight rod, and, and you stick your webcam on top of that, or your smartphone, or whatever it is, and it's a really nice little one. Again, from our guys at Movo. Um, so again, you can get that. Movo doesn't sell many tripods, but they do sell this one, this one uh, little tripod here at, at uh, Movo, so you can check that one out. Um, but then we've got... I've got a Bojan tripod over there, which holds my camera when I'm doing my shoots. That one is, Steve, you want to guess how old my Bojan tripod is? That's got to be 30 years old. You are spot on. It's about 30 years old. I got that tripod when I was in college at uh, New England Technical College for broadcasting. Mm -hmm. Uh, I picked it up back then for probably like 200 bucks. Might have been 300 bucks. And uh, I can remember using them. I can remember using them uh, back then. Yeah. It's old enough that it, the head on it actually uses, and you might remember this, remember the old octagon-shaped 
things that I hold sure it on do. there. It still has that. You can't even get a replacement for that anymore. They don't wow. even sell the Octagon. I tried to get a couple of replacements one time just to have them around, and they're like, oh, my gosh, we haven't seen those in years. We can't get those. So I thought that was kind of, I'm sure you can get them online somewhere. But So we got that one over there. We got the small one here. I've got another one here, which this one actually um, holds up my other webcam. So I've got two webcams for when I'm sitting at, at this desk here. I can actually cut to this webcam, which is over in the corner here, and it's an overview shot, which I use once in a while. And uh, they're both holding C920s, by the way, in case you're wondering what camera we use for the webcams. It's uh, C920s. But this tripod here is a, it's a Sunpack 6464. Those are the cheapy tripods that you can get at like Best Buy for like 20 bucks. And we've had mm-hmm. that for a while. Now, uh, I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. This, one, this one's actually a little bit bigger. This one's a little bit nicer. So this one's probably a, you know, a $30 tripod at, at Best Buy. Um, I don't even know when I got it or why I got it or, or anything else. But for some reason, I've got a bunch of these old cheapy tripods that we've picked up somewhere along the lines over the years. Um, and they're great for, in the case of this webcam, it doesn't move. We don't do... You know, we're not out there panning and, and tilting and, and th- moving it around or anything. It just sits here and holds a, you know, a six-ounce webcam on it. So it's it's perfect for that. Um, it's going to stay there forever. It's never going to break sitting there. Now, if, if I was using this for an everyday tripod and running out to shoots and going to this place and that place and using it there, I'd probably break it. Um, when I worked for Caldwell Banker doing shooting houses, we used to use these cheaper types of, of tripods like that. And, you know, I mean, within a, you know, six months, the parts are broken on it and everything just from putting it in our trunk and taking it out and putting it back in and somebody knocking it over and then putting it in our trunks again and driving to another one. They just get beat up. Um, But, you know, this one I've had for a long time works perfectly fine. I've got another small one over here, which actually used to be holding this one up, but it was a traditional tripod. So it was the base was too big to sit right on my desk. Well, it wasn't too big, but could do it but it was it was definitely too big even though it worked but uh, we replaced that with the uh, the little movo one which is a lot better uh so we got that little one there and then i've got another one back over there that's holding up uh some other actually it's not holding anything up it's just sitting there and that one is another one similar to the sun pack so uh very inexpensive but uh the point is i've been doing video for 40 years well not 40 years i've be one of five, which I guess we didn't really have much video then. But, um, you know, for 30 some years, I've been doing video of some kind since I was a teenager. And I still use tripods. I don't try to do handheld. Now, every once in a while, we do some things that are handheld just because we have to or whatnot. But I still use a tripod. And if I'm still using a tripod, then somebody learning to shoot who doesn't have a lot of experience probably, you know, needs to use a tripod. In fact, there was an old joke. Um, Somebody asked uh, an old cameraman at channel 12 where i worked they said uh <clears throat> they said well how long you been doing this oh i've been shooting video for for 40 years oh really wow that's a long time you've been shooting this video and he says and you still have to use a tripod he goes why do you use a tripod he goes well because i've been shooting long enough to know that you need one <clears throat> and that's <laughs> and that's that's the truth you know yeah. i'm sorry but i don't care who you are you know, most of the time you're going to want to use a tripod. Can some people do things very still? Can I use my iPhone and be very still and create a great shot? Yeah, I can. But not if I'm going to be, you know, doing it for a long period of time. And um, just because you can kind of do something, that doesn't mean that when you're doing something important that, oops, something's going to happen that's going to mess it up. You know, even if you're the most stable person in the world and, and all of a sudden you cough, well, guess what? That Your shot's ruined. Mm-hmm. 
You know, mm-hmm. you got to use a tripod there, and you can do it very inexpensively. Like I said, this tripod right here probably cost me thirty dollars. Um, you know, at Best Buy, I, I don't even remember it. I've had it forever uh, because it doesn't do anything. It just sits there. And for most of us, when we're doing videos for local businesses and things like that, we're interviewing somebody. We're putting a tripod down. We're putting a camera on them, and the the most we're really doing is maybe you know taking a shot of them while they're talking, and then maybe zooming in. Well, zooming in doesn't require much work with the tripod. It just has to work with you zooming in on the camera. Mm-hmm. So why would you need a really expensive tripod? You probably wouldn't. Um, the the Bojan tripod that I have over here, which is not a super expensive. I mean, you figure $300 30 years ago means it's probably about an $800 one now or $500 one now or whatever. Um, to be honest with you, with most of the shooting that I do nowadays, I don't even need that. You know, because that tripod sits there it doesn't move you know sometimes i have to tilt it or move it a little bit but you know i mean it has a nice fluid movement head but i don't get any use out of that right now usually um you know potentially i might at some point but for the most part if you're just doing simple shoots you know a a tripod that you can get from best buy is probably going to be good enough and you know if you're going to be shooting and doing pans where you pan the camera across and tilt, you may want to go with a slightly nicer one because they're not going to be the smoothest when it comes to that kind of a thing, depending upon which one you get. So you want to check them out. But then again, most people don't need that. It's not something that they're they're in need of for that. So what I recommend actually right now is uh, Best Buy has a few of these types of cameras. They've got one right now um, from Polaroid. Uh, Polaroid as in the old, you know, instant camera company. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And if you don't know, Polaroid, the instant camera company went out of business a while back and the name was bought. And now there's, you know, instant web cameras and things like that that use Polaroid. But they make other products and put the Polaroid name on it. And this tripod, I, I believe it's like uh, it's under $40. And it's a very nice tripod, solid. It's not, you know, it's not super heavy, sturdy tripod. So it's easily movable, but it's not so cheap that it's going to break very easily. So I recommend you check that one out. They do have it at Best Buy. Um, and I believe you can get that uh, if you head on over to, and I'll get you the actual link here before I forget what it is, which I, since I'm looking it up, I guess I already did kind of. Raisebonuses.com slash Best Buy. Well, you can do, go there to find it, but I've got an actual link directly to it, which oh. is uh, raisebonuses.com slash Polaroid dash tripod. Polaroid dash tripod. And that'll get you right there to, to check it out and pick it up. Uh, be careful. For some reason, on the Best Buy site, it says that it weighs 68.8 pounds. Uh, that is not the case. <laughs> I think it's supposed to probably say maybe 6.88 pounds. I don't know, but it says 68.8 pounds. It is not a 60-pound tripod, believe me. Even my 30-year-old <laughs> Bojan tripod is not a 60-pound tripod. So, uh, um, you know, unless – now, actually, you know what? It's funny. Um, I was joking about that, but now I'm thinking about it, and maybe it holds up to 68 pounds. Maybe that's what they're trying to say with that. Oh. Uh, and since the average camera is, you know, 3 to 10 pounds, I, I don't see the need for that either. But maybe that's actually what they meant is that that's what it'll hold. But it says that it weighs 68.8 pounds. But it doesn't. It doesn't, I promise. You can put it in a bag and carry it around. Probably weighs, you know, like I said, maybe it weighs 6 pounds. I doubt it. It's probably 3 pounds. But, uh, you know, very lightweight, uh, easy to maneuver. And again, you know, just a, a good place to stick your camera and get a nice, clean shot because that's what we really want is we want a nice, clean shot that, um, you know, it's just not jumping around and, and making people ill. And that's, uh, you know, so that's something that you want to look at. So tripods are the way to go. If you need to do something a little better, I would look uh, uh, at a place like B&H or 
um, you know, something like that to find your really nice tripods or even even just Amazon. Um, on Amazon, you can get some really nice Bojan tripods, and, and there's a bunch of other companies that make some nice ones that are uh, in the 100 to $300 range that are actually really nice. Uh, and then, of course, they've got some super nice ones that will cost you thousands, but um, you know, if you want, if you want a nice one, if you're going to be doing, you know, if you're going to be doing weddings and you needed to do pans and tilts and zooms and you needed to run from one place to another and get that thing set up quickly, then you'd probably want to go with one that's a little nicer, more expensive. But when you're just shooting little interviews or you're just pointing it at a green screen and it doesn't do much, you know, a nice easy tripod is, is all that you need. You don't need to spend a lot of money. People try to get you to spend money on everything, and you don't really need to. It's not uh, not really necessary. So that's it with the tripods. You want to stabilize your videos. That's the best way to go. And by the way, one thing that should be mentioned is, you know, if you're going to be using your smartphone with a tripod, you do have to have a, a mount that will hold your smartphone. Um, places like Best Buy do have those. They've got the, the old cheapy ones that we used to sell, actually, that uh, they kind of just stretch up and put on there. They're okay. They're cheap. Um, you can get them at Best Buy, I think, for less than 10 bucks. But to be honest with you, the, you really, if you want to get something that's nice and really holds your phone, isn't going to break very easily, has some extra features, allows you to stick a light on top of it or a microphone on top of it, I would highly recommend that you go and you check out at Movo the PR1 or the PR2. So if you go to uh, um, uh, pocketvideopro.com slash PR1, you'll see it there. It's a great little holder, uh, very sturdy. You can, it actually has a handheld um, component to it, so you can hold it in one hand and put the camera on it and shoot, but you can also stick it on your tripod, which is what I use for my iPhone right there, is I, I use the PR1. Uh, they have a PR2, which is kind of double in width, so you can put your phone on it, and it has two handles, so you can actually hold it almost like a, uh, almost like motorcycle handles and, and shoot, and it keeps it a little stabler if you're going to do it by hand, and allows you to put more stuff on it, like lights and microphones and things, to build a really nice rig. So, And that's the PR2 that you can check out there as well. I believe that one also is at, raise, uh, excuse me, at um, pocketvideopro.com slash PR2, I think, is the, I think we have a link for that as well. And with any of those, we give a lot of bonuses, so that's why I give you to the Pocket Video Pro page, because you, you buy the stuff and you get extras with that. So... Um, so that's how you use your stabilizer. Get your phone on there. Use a, a phone holder to stick onto your tripod. And, uh, you know, you get a nice shot. It's very quick, very easy. And you don't have to worry about the, making everybody ill when they watch your videos. All right. So now we've kind of talked about the technical side of, of tripods and lights. And Well, we didn't really talk much about lights, but we've talked about lights in the past. The more light, the better. We don't need to get too many details into that. Uh, using microphones here headphones to listen to the sound. Well, the other thing we want to talk about is kind of the way that you shoot as well. So once you've got your camera, you've got your camera on your tripod, how do you want to shoot the things that you're going to shoot? Well, for the most part, when you're going to be shooting people, you there's some rules that you want to use. Now, the great thing about cinematography is you have rules and then you have people that break the rules specifically to create an effect. Um, and we're going to talk mostly about the actual rules and the way that you want to deal with this because you want to have, you know, if you're doing a professional video, you're not doing a horror movie. So if you're going to be doing a professional video, you want to do it a certain way. And the best way to do that is if you're interviewing somebody that is selling a product or service, what you want to kind of do is you want to have your camera at about the same height as the person that you're shooting. So if the person that you're going to be interviewing is sitting on a chair, you want to have that camera nice and low, and the reason for that is you want to, the person to be looking at the camera to be at about eye level. Right now, 
This camera here is just about eye level. It's a tiny, tiny bit higher than eye level, but it's basically at eye level. And the reason for that is you want to look at the person that you're dealing with as an equal. Okay. So if you're selling furniture, if you're selling, uh, you know, you're a plumber, you're, well, maybe not even a plumber. We'll talk about that in a second. But if you're selling something to people, you want to be on their level. So literally, you know, I've heard that term on the level with somebody. Well, in the, in the world of cameras, that's kind of what you want. You want to be at that level. Okay. So you want to, you want to seem like you're standing at the same height as you're looking them in the eyes. And that's just going to create that feeling of equality, that feeling of being on the same level. Okay. Now, if you're doing something where you're the expert and you're, you're, you're trying to teach something to somebody, you may want to have that camera a little bit lower so that kind of subconsciously, not, you know, you don't want to be looking down, but you want to have them at a slightly lower angle. And the reason for that is because you're literally looking down on the people because you're above them. And you know more. You've got power over them, and they want to get that power, so you stand over them. And, you know, again, you're not making a horror movie, so you're not going to put the camera down at your feet and look down at it and make it look like you're 20 feet tall. It's a very subtle thing. You you make yourself a little bit higher than the camera, okay? Orson Welles, yeah. Yes, exactly. And, and on the opposite of that, if for whatever reason you are... Uh, doing a video where the other people you want the other people to be superior you have the camera look down at you just a little bit and that mm-hmm. gives the people the power over you and i'm not sure you know i can't think of an example of my to- off the top of my head where that might be the case uh where you would want to do that but in s- whatever situation maybe maybe you're looking for donations for something so you want to have the people have the power with that you're lower than them they've got the power over you so the power position is being either higher or having the audience looking down or you looking down uh, whereas in the case of, of equality, you want to keep the camera at the same height. So if you're at a furniture store, you're interviewing the owner of the furniture store, you probably want to have them at an equal level and make sure that um, you frame them properly. So the framing is very important as well. Now, you may have heard the rule of thirds, the rule of thirds. And if you can imagine uh, the famous Brady Bunch picture with the you know, the, the, the nine squares in the family, right? So they've got three squares across, three squares in the middle, three squares on the bottom. So you've got this tic-tac-toe board kind of on the screen. And so if you imagine every time that you shoot, imagine a tic-tac-toe board on your viewfinder. And so what you want to do is you want to have their eyes kind of be on that top line of the tic-tac-toe board, that, that, you know, that top line that goes across. And that way their eyes are right on that right at the top of the, or right at the bottom of the, the, the top third of the picture. And I think we just lost Steve, but that's okay. We'll continue. Anyway. Oh, he's back. Kind I'm of. Back. Yeah. So anyway, you, you want to make sure that their eyes, the person you're shooting's eyes are on that level, that, that second line, you know, down from the top. Whereas their mouth, depending on how close or how far you shoot it, their mouth will probably fall on that lower line of the tic-tac-toe board on the screen. Okay, and that's just going to put them in a nice framing. That'll usually give them a little bit of space above their head, which you can see like in this shot here, I got a little bit of space above, I got a little bit of space below. So if we imagine that tic-tac-toe board, it's going to go across like this with the eyes and the mouth being on that. Now, when you're doing an interview, there's different types of interview styles you want to think about. There's the kind where they're talking directly to the camera, which is what we're doing right now. I'm talking directly to this camera. I know with my eyes, it's a little tough to tell that sometimes, but I'm talking directly to this camera. So in that case here, you may have the person right in the middle of the screen, or you may have them off to the left or the right if you're going to put a graphic on there, but they're looking directly at the camera. Okay? This can be done right from the center. Now, if you're doing the traditional, 
what I call the morning show interview, which is where the person is kind of talking off to the side. So they're not looking at the camera. They're looking at a person who's interviewing them who's off to the side of the camera. So you get that three-quarter view of their face, and they're kind of looking off to the side. What you want to do with that is you want to make sure that the back of their head is getting close to the end of the frame. Okay? And then in front of their mouth, they have more space. So if you imagine the tic-tac-toe board again, the two vertical lines, you want to have the person on that second vertical, on the, the vertical line closest to the end that they're on. So the back of their head will be beyond that third, and that line will kind of dissect their head, and you'll have about, uh, you know, about half the screen in front of their mouth that's open. And the reason for that is because when they're looking off, it gives that feeling that they're looking and talking to somebody else. Now, I'll be honest with you, we fake this quite a bit when we interview people we may not have they may not be talking to an actual person i'll set up the camera i'll put them in a chair and i'll t- i'll hold my hand out and i'll say stare at my hand when you talk to it and so they're looking off to the side as if they're talking to an interviewer and that just that's great documentary style but again you want to make sure the eyes are in that middle that that top line the mouth is somewhere near that bottom line okay with a little bit of space between the head and the top and a little bit of space between the chin and the bottom and that they're over to the far side with the back of their head close to the end of the screen with more space in front of them. And that's just going to give it a nice style there. Now, when you zoom in, you have to think about getting closer with these things. So when you get closer, you still want to try to get the eyes onto that top line of the tic-tac-toe board and the mouth on the bottom part. And you may cut off the chin, you may cut off the top of the head, but you want to make sure that that those middle features are still in between those two lines as best as possible to give it that nice framing. Uh, if you're going to zoom out, if you're going to have somebody, maybe they're standing on a green screen, which I do quite often, you again want to give them a little bit of headroom, so there's a little bit of space above their head, and then maybe you're going to be shooting all the way down to, you know, just below their chest. Okay, and that's a pretty good one. You never want to shoot from like the waist up, it's always a little awkward looking, but if you do from the chest up to the head and give a little bit of headroom, that's usually about appropriate. Uh, in some cases, you know, if you've got the room, you may shoot somebody where you see all the way to their feet. It's going to be rare. In the business we're doing, it's usually going to be chest chest up, you know, upper chest up, and then chin up for, for the close-up shots. And those are really going to give you a nice image that you can provide to people. And it's just going to look a lot more professional. Um, now, another little secret, and this is a little more complex, and it depends on the camera that you're using. If you're using a webcam, you're not going to be able to do this. If you're using some smartphones, you're probably not going to be able to do this. If you're using a traditional video camera, one thing that you may want to do is rather than setting your camera up and framing the person in the frame, what you want to do is you want to back the camera up a little bit so that it's a little bit wider. So maybe now you're getting um, above their head all the way down to their waist, And then you use the zoom to zoom in a little bit instead of moving the camera in. And the reason for that is that's going to help you to give that effect of the person being in the foreground and the background being a little bit more blurred. So you want to make sure that you adjust your focus so that the person in the camera is being focused on. But that will give you a little bit of that nice blurred background. And it's just going to help make your your videos look even more professional. So, again, just to recap all of this, you want to make sure that you're using a microphone to capture good audio. You want to make sure that you're using headphones so that you can hear that you're getting good audio. You want to use a stabilizing system, a tripod, a monopod, uh, maybe even a Steadicam. A Steadicam is one that you wear that holds your cameras steady. Uh, or a gimbal. Gimbals are popular nowadays with these smartphones, which is a, a little handheld device that 
mechanically keeps your camera stable. It's very cool. Uh, and of course, if you're doing anything handheld, if your camera has it, you may use optical image stabilization on the camera. So make sure if you're going handheld, you turn that on. If you're not going handheld, try to turn it off. And what that does is that reduces the, the actual lens moves to an opposite of the camera. So if you're walking down the street and the camera bobs up, the, the lens is going to compensate for that to help keep it more stable. When you're shooting on a tripod, you want to turn that off though. Just to just remember to do that, but stabilize your image. And then, of course, you want to make sure that you have a, a proper mount for your smartphone so that you can put it on the tripod that you've got. Make sure that your lighting's good. Make sure that you frame your images properly for whatever purpose that you're using. Use the rule of thirds on both vertical and horizontal to make sure that you get a beautiful shot. If you do all of these things, you're going to have a great video each and every time and look more professional than you might actually be. So there you go. What do you think of that, Steve? There you go. Good Woo. stuff. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. I remember all this stuff from college, from taking production courses in me, college. Me too. We went, yep. That's the thing is none of this stuff changes. Um, you know, no. of course, breaking the rules for certain types of things. You know, if you want to give somebody superpower, then you would shoot the camera, you know, up at them so they look like giants. And, you know, maybe you want to off off put people so you shoot them from the side, but you move them to the wrong side of the frame and things like that. But uh, for the most part, you want to have nice lighting. You want to have nice framing. You want to have good sound. You want to keep it nice and stable. And if you do that, you're going to have a nice professional video that you can use. So even with a smartphone. Even with a smartphone. Well, you, Even you, all smartphone. your sales videos, you use your, your iPhone for that. And they got Pretty three much. lenses now on the, uh, on the 11. The, on the new one, yeah. And, and by the way, the, you know, last week the, this show was made possible by that iPhone 11, which you can still get uh, by heading on over to uh, Ray's bonus, uh, excuse me, raythevideoguy.com slash iPhone 11. And uh, those new three lenses, whoo, daddy. You can do some yep. pretty neat things that uh, you wouldn't think would be possible. Um, but somehow they've made it work. Crazy stuff. Do you know why I use a tripod? Uh, because you're smart enough to know to use a tripod. That, and I'm not stable. Yes. Uh, That's thank true. You. Thank you very much. I'm here, I'm here for a while. <laughs> at, least, at least seven years. Seven years, yeah. At least seven years. Well, at least it's been seven years, I think. So. Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, we started this show six, six years ago. Six I think it's. I think ago. it's. I think it's more than that because I was listening I, to a. I was listening to a podcast the other day that I've listened to since the beginning, and the pod that podcast is not that old. Uh, is um, I didn't think it was that old, and it's celebrating its fifth year. And we were on long before those guys ever were. I I thought we started. Two thousand thirteen was it before then? I don't know. I don't know. Could have been. I don't know. Anyhow, I have two thousand thirteen in my head, but maybe it was before then. Maybe it is. Tough to say. Who knows? It's only the mystery. shadow knows. Only the shadow do. Only the okay. shadow knows, which was probably on when we started. So Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The I shadow do. I do, too. That so. was a joke. All right. Time. With that, another episode in the box, ready to be shipped off to the uh, to the Podcasting Hall of Fame for their for their video marketing madness collection, and in Canton, uh, Ohio, in Canton, Ohio, indeed, where they put it in a pile with uh, who knows what else. Yeah. But in any case, until next time, folks, remember to get out there, start shooting some video because everything that we talked about works, <gasps> but only if you do.
Mm-hmm. Get in the time. Get out there and work. And with mm-hmm. that, shall we hit that funky music, Steve? Hit that funky music, Ray. He's Ray the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy. His skill is where it's at. Even if he's a little fat, he's filled with video expertise. He has so much knowledge that you need. His YouTube ninja tricks can make your marketing so sick. He's Ray the Video Guy, yeah, Ray the Video Guy. 